0: Hello, my friends. This is April 8, and I welcome you to my Songs and Stories podcast. Subscribe today, and you'll never miss another song or a story. Now, this week's episode is episode number 48, and it's the Lost Fairy series, story number three, called The Golden Bee. Hmm, I wonder what that's about. Now, before we begin, I want to share with you a little project I'm starting on my Patreon page. I'll be sharing classic fairy tales over there, so all you have to do is go to patreon.com slash april8, and that 8 is always spelled out, and you'll be able to pledge at any price and listen to classic fairy tales from me, too. It should be pretty fun. I'm excited about it. But now it's time for today's story. I like to start out all of my stories with a special little song that goes like this. Hoi oh, time-bound travelers, lay down your cares and rest your bones, and I'll tell you a fairy tale that I have come. time for our story episode 48 the lost fairy series story number three the golden bee now this story is a continuation of a tale i've been telling for a while called the lost fairy and it's all about a brave fairy named faith who had gone off on an adventure and had not returned home when everyone had expected her Well, where was she? Her dear fairy friends, the prince, Iris, Giroux, and many other of the great fairy fellows had gone off to find her. And somehow, in his searching, the prince had found himself on the back of a falcon, flying to who knows where to meet, well, who knows who. Someone the pixies had said may have an idea of how to find his friend Faith. If you go back and listen to episode 45 and 46, you'll be all caught up. Or you can go ahead and listen to this one now and then go back and find out what you've missed. But either way, the question is, where did we leave off? Do you remember The prince had just flown off, riding on the back of a falcon named Hauka. And, well, have you ever flown on the back of a falcon? Neither had the fairy prince. And, of course, he had flown many times before, being a fairy and all. And flying is a fairy's preferred mode of transportation, as we all know well. If you had wings, wouldn't you fly everywhere? Yes, exactly. Me too. Still, falcons fly far higher and faster than any fairy, and Hauka was a powerful bird. The prince had been hanging on for dear life to her neck feathers for what felt like hours. Every time Hauka had dipped or swerved, he'd been worried that his crown would slide off his head and tumble down, down, down. Far down into the thick forest below. And as some of you may recall, this very prince had lost his crown once before, and he was not in the business of ever losing it again. Thank goodness that when he had lost it before, his dear friend Faith had rescued his crown and returned it to him before his mother’s birthday party, or oh! the trouble he would have been in. Faith was the loyalist friend anyone could ever hope to have. But Faith, where was she? The whole reason for this crazy Falcon flight was to find her wherever she was. Faith was the brave one, and now here he was, the prince of the fairies, scared out of his wits, soaring what felt like a thousand miles an hour on the back of this fearsome bird. And was this falcon swooping and diving on purpose, trying to throw him off? He didn't think so, but it sure did feel like it sometimes. And so, my dear listener... "'You can imagine the fairy prince's relief "'when this falcon, whose name was Hauka, finally landed. "'And the prince, rather unceremoniously, "'toppled off of her back and fell plump right into the grass. "'It was anything but an elegant and courtly entrance.' Wherever he was, he was glad indeed that no one from his kingdom was here to see him falling to the ground, panting, (laughs) and trying to catch his breath after such a wild ride. And to his horror, Hauka, the powerful falcon who had just given him such a wild ride, turned and she poked him with her beak. Was she trying to eat him now after all of that? No, he didn't know her well enough to know that she would never do that. She was just concerned in her dear Hauka sort of way. It never occurred to her that a fairy would fear her, for she only ever wanted to be kind and helpful. Hauka, what have you there? A bright musical voice called out from above. And a girl. Well, was she a girl? Hmm. "'The prince couldn't tell. "'A girl who must be magical in some sort of way, "'for she felt like no human girl, "'came out from the top of the trees, "'and she stood looking down at him in concern, "'and then quickly she scanned the ground "'to make sure that none of his kinsmen were nearby. "'She didn't want to accidentally step upon anyone.' Well, the fairy prince struggled up to his feet, and he gratefully accepted the pinky that the girl offered up and gave her his very best royal bow, pleased that it was still quite a fine one considering his state. Your majesty, welcome, said the girl when she spotted the glorious golden crown gleaming upon her tiny visitor's head. Well, the prince straightened his wind-blown crown and then his shoulders. He cleared his throat and he gathered his courage together. He had to find faith and he couldn't allow his own fear to slow him down. The prince opened his mouth and really hoping that his voice wouldn't squeak at all as he said, I am Prince Orion of the Golden Hawthorns. "'My mother, Queen Cassiopeia, is ruler of the Seven Rivers and the Realms of Netherhir," he said, bowing so elegantly again, despite his wind-tossed hair. And then he bowed next to Hauka. "'And thank you, dear falcon, for your kind service. You are an honorable and swift bird.' Well, the girl bowed in return. "'I'm Neva,' she said simply. She knew nothing of her parents, nothing of her lineage, but she did know that Hauka would never bring anyone to her who was untrustworthy or who did not need something that she, Neva, could offer. She lived here in the forest and rock with her dear sister, Sar, who would be back any moment now from her berry hunting. They were fairies of an altogether different sort than the prince looking, if you weren't looking closely, very much like human girls. But if you were looking closely, you would know for certain that there was nothing ordinary about them at all. Neva, who have you there? called out Sar, carrying a large basket out. She was followed by a wild-looking wolf, and they were both stained with berries and, well, even the wolf seemed to be laughing. Sar had fallen into a large berry bush and had a few scrapes and stains, but altogether the very best berries anyone could hope for, and she offered them up to Neva and Hauka and the prince. Clearly the wolf had had enough berries for one day, for he threw himself down upon the moss in a patch of sunlight and fell promptly to sleep. Those who were still awake introduced themselves and nibbled away on the delightful berry goodness. The prince, now standing high on a boulder so that he could look at the sisters in the eye, told of how he had met Hauka in the Forest du Lutin, thanks to a call from the pixies. Oh, those pixies, said the sisters together and the prince nodded. The prince relayed his story of the search for his friend Faith, who was lost somewhere, perhaps in the mountains of way over there. Where was she? They had no idea, but the longer she was missing, the more concerned they'd all become. Neva shrugged at the prince, "'And why have you come to us? How can we help?' And Tsar nodded in agreement. They would both be happy to help, but how? And the prince said, The pixies have heard that you know the giant king, and since he is the ruler of the mountains of Way over there, I was wondering. You were wondering if perhaps we could ask him to see if he can find her within his realm? Said Tsar. Yes, said the prince. Since he rules the mountains of way over there, I thought perhaps he could feel when things were out of order there, and I hoped that you might be able to help me contact him. The fairies of my kingdom are mighty warriors, yet we can be hard to find if we are injured or lost. His voice rambled off, not wanting to think of his friend being injured or lost or well, the sisters looked at each other. They were not sure if it would be all right to summon the giant king for this, but they did want to help the prince if they could. They didn't really know what the giant king would say. He was quite fierce, and they were still a little intimidated by him. And at that moment, an enormous A bee, covered in a layer of fine golden pollen, buzzed into their circle. It swooped and swayed the way bees so often do, flying up to each of the fairies as if looking to see if they were flowers full of pollen that it might add to its collection. It circled around and around just above their heads, and then it swooped over and stopped in the clearing nearby. A sound like no other rippled through the air, and the earth trembled beneath them, and the golden pollen-covered bee transformed into the massive giant that was the Giant King. The girls had forgotten just how big the Giant King actually was, and yet they knew that this was his smaller form. When he was full scale, he truly rose up, up, into the trees hello wee fairies i heard your call and as you saved my life i am forever grateful and in your debt now tell me how can i be of service to you well it, it, it is for me kind sir that the help is needed said the prince He was worried that the giant might not be willing to help if it wasn't for the sisters, but he wanted to be honest. It was the only right thing to do. For you? And who might you be? asked the giant in his giant voice. Well, the prince took a deep breath, and he tried to stand up just a little bit straighter. Not that it really made any difference in scale between him and the giant king, but still, I am Prince Orion of the Golden Hawthorns, and my mother, Qu- Queen Cassiopeia, is ruler of the Seven Rivers and the realms of Nether here, he said. Ah, said the giant king, Queen Cassiopeia. Hm. Yes, I know her. She has ruled over nether here for thousands of years. I met her last at a party at the Crystal Palace. Strange punch at that party, as I recall. She and me, we have not always seen eye to eye, but hmm, what lives in the past does not have to own the present. Kindness. Is a stronger force than might. I I have learned a few things from these two," he said, and he pointed at the sisters. To the prince, he said, tell me what you desire, and I shall see what I may be able to do. Well, the prince explained that he was hoping the king could find faith if she was lost somewhere within his realm. The king nodded, and he closed his eyes. And he searched and he scanned through his kingdom, feeling with his heart and his mind for anything that was not quite in order. Well, there were many things, as there always were. He felt and he sifted. He sorted in his mind for something different, something unusual. The sisters and the prince and Hauka waited patiently giant king almost seemed as though he had fallen asleep standing up but for the slight nod of his head as he worked ah said the king what asked the prince and the sisters together and the giant king opened his eyes but he was still far away in his mind i believe i have found her is she well asked the prince where can i find her i I will leave at once And the giant squinted and he said, she appears to be in the in-between. She could recover and she could not. There, there is some magic at work, but what type of magic is beyond my powers to understand? To be honest, it's much stronger than my own "'Still, she is alive, and she is hoping that you will find her soon.' "'Well, the prince's wings began flicking, ready to fly. "'Tell me where she is, and I'll go immediately!' "'The giant king almost chuckled. "'Where she is, you cannot get to unless you know the way in. "'It, it could be treacherous. "'It could be dangerous. "'You must be aware.' There is a place on the other side of these mountains, where the villagers do not go unless they must. Go to them and ask the way, and they will tell you how to get in to see her. Well, the giant looked at Hauka and the sleeping wolf, and then to the sisters, and he nodded. And last he said, Give my regards to your mother, to the prince. And then Just like that, he turned back into a bumblebee, and he flew off. "'But he didn't even tell me where to find Faith!' shouted the prince. And the sisters looked puzzled. "'No, he told Hauka. they said. And the prince looked puzzled. "'He, he, he did?' "'Yes,' said the sisters. "'Didn't you see him?' Well, the prince was confused. When he gave her that look, uh, how does that help me? Hauka's not going. I am. And then Hauka bowed, and the prince realized yet again that she was inviting him onto her back. She would fly him there. He, He didn't really want to get back on the back of the falcon, But she was awfully generous, offering to carry him, and she was certainly faster than he was. And Hauke's bow reminded him. The prince looked at the two sisters and he said, I have two friends that I was traveling with, Iris and Giroux, and they couldn't keep up with this falcon, but they may be flying here soon. If they do, will you ask them? to follow me? Could you point the way?" Well, the sisters nodded and the prince, thankfully but not enthusiastically, climbed back up onto Hauka's back and they set off in an instant. They were gone. Well, the sisters looked at each other and they smiled. They sent a well-wish to the lost fairy and they sent a thought of gratitude to the giant king. And as they were standing there, two tiny fairies landed right before them on the rock that the fairy prince had just been standing on. They were out of breath from flying their fastest for hours. Madam, may we ask, said one. We are looking for, said the other. And the sisters laughed. He just left, they said. And both the fairies threw themselves down on the boulder, and all they could do was laugh. "'Of course he did,' they said together. "'And he asked that you follow him,' said the sisters. "'Of course he did,' said the two fairies. "'But here,' said Tsar, "'have some berries first. "'Thank you, that sounds wonderful,' said the fairies." and they feasted on the very last of Sar's morning find of berries. And once they'd had their fill, they jumped back into the air and off to follow Hauka and the prince. And as the two tiny fairies flew off, Wolf woke up and looked lazily around to find what seemed to be a very quiet afternoon with nothing much happening that he could see. And so he heaved a big wolf sigh (sighs) and went right back to sleep. Hmm? Snip, snap, snout. For today, my tale is all told out. Come back next time and I'll tell you some more of the tale of the lost fairy. Thank you for listening to the April 8 Songs and Stories podcast. Subscribe today and never miss another story. Now, the very best places to follow me and my dog Roxy are on Instagram at April 8 Songs and Stories and on Facebook at April 8 and on my blog, April8.com. And that 8 is always spelled out E-I-G-H-T. And you can support this show and get your fun rewards for your family at the April 8 Patreon page. Please share the April 8 Songs and Stories podcast with your family and friends and take a minute to write a review to help other parents find these stories for their children. Until we meet again, remember I love you and you are wonderful. Just as you are, right? Now, la 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 la.